Little mother guys ain't got no style. We know what's up before we go down. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. This is the fans' voice. You hit on both cows. This what the people need and what they want now. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. Yeah, yeah. There you go. What's good, people? Welcome back to the Rundown Sports Podcast. I am your host, CL. We back up in this thing once again for a second time this week. You know where to find us always, the rundownsports.wordpress.com or at the Rundown Sports on Twitter. You can find me at CL, the main event on Twitter. And subscribe on iTunes, man. We need y'all out there to start showing us some love on iTunes because that's a really the the medium that's preferred to get people, you know, notarized. But uh, joining me on this episode of The Rundown, I got my co-host, Slim. What's happening with you, bruh? What's happening, big dog? How you feeling today, man? Ready to jump into these sports, all these headlines, man? Man, it's been crazy, man. Since the last time we did one, you swear like we had two NFL weekends worth of news go down with only like, you know, two games coming up and three left overall. And uh, first thing I want to talk about straight off top is your boy J.R. Smith. Now, you want to talk about turned up. I mean, last year he had a good year. Sixth man of the year, but got a couple issues. Can't be out TMZ photoed up during the playoffs with Rihanna and you playing like trash. Now, it's one thing if you turned up and you going for 20 a night and you partying, they say that dude do his thing. But when you coming up small, that's a problem. And then coming into this year, they give him a contract that they didn't really need to give him. And I don't know, it seemed like, you know, for the contract, they made him sign his brother. And now he's blowing up with Mike Woodson and they cut his brother. So it's a lot going on there, and I'm feeling like that whole situation is just explosive. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I understand the whole, you know, whole situation. There's really no upside to this situation at all. But then I look at the flip side and say, well, J.R. Smith is a good player at best, okay? And just like I told you before, the Terrell Owens, J.R. Smith, if you're productive in sports period, you're going to get a contract and you're going to get an extensive amount of money just because you're better than the next man. We are talking about the sixth man of the year last year. So he deserved the contract, but at the same time with that contract, you do have to realize that you are signing J.R. Smith and his attitude and it seems like his baby up. I mean, my thing is this though, I feel like they overpaid for his services because I feel like he should come with a discount because he's a head case. Like, there should be a head case discount 
on every NBA contract like J.R. Smith. I mean, was there a count on Terrell Owens' contract? There should have been. I mean, there should have been, but I mean, if Terrell Owens can get away with it, why can't any anybody else who's just as good at their position or what they play? I mean, I put it like this. When J.R. Smith is focused, he's, you know, zeroed in, he's ready to go every night, he's a hell of a player. I can't deny that. You know, he's not all the way there on defense or not really committed to it. But, you know, he gives you some energy. He's a good heat check guy. And I feel why you would need somebody like that in New York. But the problem is, it's like if you sign him, then you bring in Baryani. And you got Amari Stoudemire. All all these guys are known for scoring. And that's so much scoring, you don't have enough defense. You know, all you got is Tyson Chandler. And you know, Amon Shumpert. Yeah. You know, besides that, you know, the rest of that team is a bunch of shooters. So it's like if you're gonna get Baryani, why you bring back Smith? You know, you could have did one without the other. But you know, that just shows you why LeBron's not in New York. We see he made the right decision. So, you know, I don't know, New York got a lot of stuff to figure out. And it's not starting with firing Mike Woodson. They got to figure out what they're going to do with J.R. Smith. I think they need to go ahead and trade him. A couple places you probably could go with him. You know, I'm about to say L.A. Uh, either one, Clippers or the Lakers. They could use somebody like that. But I don't know, the Clippers, I think they're trying to go get Aaron to follow or somebody like that. I mean, I don't see the Knicks getting any better letting go of J.R. Smith. At all. So you think they're just going to sit on him? I mean, why not? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I I don't think it's working. I don't feel like he's... I don't feel like he's got enough to show for them keeping him like I feel like you know the potential is there if he's in he's in but I just feel like the relationship is just too messy and the fact of the matter that he got his brother signed to the team and I and that gets him a little upset that they had to cut him like you know you asking a little too much and he's got a little too much pull in that organization already and it might just be time to cut ties but it's going to be real difficult with that albatross of a contract. Okay. So, I mean, I haven't heard from any other players, really, or anybody else besides, you know, the media. But do you think it's so much J.R. Smith, or can it be Mike Woodson? Like, the relationship between the two. I mean, Mike Woodson was a good coach when he was down here. Okay. You know, he wasn't a Hall of Fame-level coach, but he got that team, you know, right in the middle of the pack, four or five seed. You know, they really could never make that jump because Atlanta wouldn't open up them pockets and pay somebody. But, you know, needless to say. them up to the wrong person. This is true. I'm, I'm going to let you rant on your your Hawks because I know you got one that's ready to go and we just never had done it yet. But I'm going to let you get hard on them Hawks. But. Like I'm saying, Mike Woodson did a, a good job down there. I don't see why he couldn't do a good job with the Knicks. But if it if J.R. Smith's attitude is causing Mike Woodson 
to bench him, then it's got to be something with JR. It's got to be something about his motivation and, I don't know, either his willingness or focus. One of those three might be all of them together. I don't know, but I don't know. Homie got to get – he got to get straight before he can really get back and contribute. Now, we talk a little bit more about some more NBA news that came up. A little three-way trade just went down between the Miami Heat, Boston Celtics, and Golden State Warriors. Nothing too exciting about that whole trade, but one thing I know for sure, I think Danny Ainge up there in Boston is trying to get like a whole draft worth of picks so he can just go get whatever guy he wants in the next draft. Like I feel like he's stacking up picks so no matter where the Celtics land, if he wants Jabari Parker, he's getting Jabari Parker no matter what. Okay, I mean, like you said, the, the trade wasn't anything too extravagant. I think a lot of people are reading into it a little bit too much. Um, hey, now, last night, you seen Greg Oden come up, and they just let Joel Anthony walk straight like that. Yeah. And, that, and like like you guys said earlier, that's that's probably, you know, the only – that was probably why they did it. You know what I'm saying? Because Greg Oden was, is ready. And he only played limited last night, but pretty sure if they let Joel Anthony go, Greg Oden is like – his future is bright. I'm like, could you imagine – in the playoffs, game seven, and you get 15 minutes of Greg Oden on Roy Hibbert. It's gonna, it's gonna do the job because Chris Boss is not gonna do it. He's gonna try to. He gotta get West. Oh, you talking about Chris? Yeah. And Chris to me never gets West. He can't get West. I like, mean, it, that's a given fact, but still, like, it's it's a better matchup than to be trying to guard Hibbert. Unless you just want to, you know, have Chris Byers next to the basket like that, which I don't think is a strong point in his game. But needless to say, I don't know, the Tony Douglas thing in Miami, I feel like that's a little, uh, you know, wait and see. Is it something Pat Riley and uh, Spolstra, you know what, they got something on the game film that we don't see. I don't know. You just got to trust Pat Riley. Yeah, that's basically what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one thing I know is like you can't question when Jerry West do a move and you can't question when Pat Riley makes a move. Yeah, it's like Bill Belichick. You know what I'm saying? He's going to pick the right player. Yes, every time. He's not doing – well, you can't say that about Belichick because one thing that I know about him is he can't pick a cornerback in the draft. <laughs> Like that's why he went to go get a key to leave because he is terrible at coaching cornerback talent. Linebacker, good. Anything else? Yeah. <laughs> but um He said he's horrible at picking cornerbacks. Whatever happened. Terrible, bro. Who? Devin McCourtney. Oh man, I don't even want to get into that, bro. <laughs> I thought, he was doing, I thought I seen him on TV doing something else, but did you say he hadn't picked a uh, cornerback in Tyler? Is that what you said? He ain't had a no. Corner. He it's not that he ain't picked one. He just can't hit on one. Oh man, that's ugly. That's terrible, bro. Now 
Like like I said earlier though, Boston is getting in position to get a major move. I'm I'm really anxious what they do. I'm really anxious to see what they do when Rondo comes back Friday and they showcase him. Are they shopping him or are they gonna do build on him? They have to build on Rondo. If they don't build on Rondo, then I'm gonna start questioning Danny Age. Like, think so? <laughs> like, why would you not? He, and he's a point guard. You know what I'm saying? A point guard, a number one and a number five is something that's always so hard to find in this league. You have that's a true. That's that's true. You have a solid number one. Maybe when he's healthy, you can say he's like top. Well, last year at least top three. You know what I'm saying? With the emergence of Stephen Curry and a few of these rookies this year. You know what I'm saying? He might have fell down the ladder. But he's uh, at least a top five point guard. Yeah, I'm about to say he's at least top five point guard. And it's like the only thing that's the problem with Rondo is when he got the ball and it's time to shoot, everybody bags up. And You, you know, know, give him space. And just like Derrick Rose and Russell Westbrook, when they came back off of the ACL injuries, they were better shooters. But – I mean, Derrick Rose could shoot already. I mean, he wasn't lights out, but he could shoot. Rondo can't shoot. Like, he's breaking a lot. Kobe Bryant in the finals was like, you feel like shooting? Go ahead. Let him just try to create in other ways because they did not care about Rajon Rondo. Now, he probably has gotten better, especially with the rehab, and you might be right. But he was bad, so I don't <laughs> yeah. like. You say he was bad. He, he was, was bad, bad, bro. Like but, you know, I was looking at his, you know, the fantasy stat line. He would have fifteen dimes and like eight points. I'm like, what's good? Like I don't, I don't approve of that. You should have fifteen and fifteen. So you touch the ball that much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a GM or a coach, but we gonna. I'm have my eye on that situation. And matter of fact, I'm gonna bring that up in this little NBA piece that I'm working on coming up in a few days. Moving on from that, bruh, what's up with your boy Arian Foster? I don't know that fool outside of fantasy football. What you talking about? Hey man, like talk about some ratchet shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like when Miley Cyrus twerk video on him, huh? <laughs> bruh, like the nigga got a baby mama that's going viral. She didn't went on the news, told everything, not just some of it, everything. Like that nigga met me when we was in the same hotel while he was at training camp. You know, he trying to make me have an abortion. And when he had his surgery, he came and fucked with me then. Yada, 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 yada. All in the camera, crying. And then the news camera pull up at his crib, trying to talk to him. And he gets emotional. Shout out to uh, Jill Monroe, because I seen that video on your site first. Bro was like distraught. And I'm really thinking that, you know, this is legit. But I'm trying to figure out, like... How the hell you end up in this predicament? You know she's not aborting that baby. Already. Like she got she got the, the golden ticket 
from the Willy Wonka bar. <laughs> from that goddamn chocolate Arian Foster bar. She got the gold ticket. There wasn't no gold Magnum wrapper, just a ticket. And this oh, fool, he, I'm, I'm, I'm really like disappointed because I know a lot of people don't like to think about athletes as being regular men and thinking like, oh, they're on commercials, they're on TV. These is niggas. Yeah. However you want to put it, you know, from whatever background, you know, affluent, non-affluent, urban, suburban, whatever, man, these are still grown men and they're going to act like grown men. You can't expect all of them to be you know, in church, you know, straight, praise God, everything, yada, yada, all that, you know, straight up role models because that's not human nature. If you think that's the case, you got to think about society. And they always say that sports is a microcosm of society. And you just got to take that into fact that if you thought that this dude wouldn't have been doing what he did and he can do it, because he got the dough as Tiger Woods. Ooh. You know. Uh as Michael Jordan. Ugh. You don't like to talk about that. That Kobe Bryant. And Kobe Bryant. As Shaquille O'Neal. You know what I'm saying? You can't you, you made a great point. You can't just do that. You know what I'm saying? You, if you and out of everybody we just named, As D Wade. Aaron Foster's <laughs> on the bottom of the totem pole. Now, hold on. We can't, we can't put D-Wade in that same situation. Hey, I, I know, but it's still, <laughs> he got us some mess just like, oh, like I just stepped in dog shit real quick. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you know, you got to commend D-Wade for, and that's the, that's the main thing, bro. Like, he put a Tom Brady, though. If, if, if a lot of these athletes would just man up, a lot, a lot of it wouldn't be like, a lot of it wouldn't be like this. I mean, yeah, because you you right because Dwight Howard got like what six baby mamas, and now none of them come out on no ratchet shit. You gotta just man if you just man up and do what you gotta do. I mean, what they gonna say? How your image is? But look at Dwight Howard's image. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's far from tainted. Look at Dwayne Wade's image. It's far from tainted because they stood they stood up and you know took care of their responsibility. Right, but the thing about Arian is, right now, while he's doing what he's doing, he's currently married, and that's a bit of an issue. Where I guess it might be with some of the sponsors, and, and that really take an image hit. Because it's one thing when it's a single guy, like D Way is not married right now; he's just engaged. And like I said, he pulled a Tom Brady because he had one baby on the way while he was getting ready to get married to his model slash actress wife. So I don't know. I think that might all be taken into perception, but he ain't look good on the video. I could tell he was real emotional and I don't even know why the news media even goes that route. Like pull up at this nigga crib. They talking about this public record and all this, that and the other life for <laughs> real. That's not that public, cause ain't nobody just gonna run up on Arian Foster House. It's not that public. I'm sorry, but uh, I don't know, man. Just just wrap it up. 
all the athletes, ballers, trap stars, <laughs> Tyrones. Oh man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody, just just wrap it up, man. Just, just everybody be safe. We don't need no babies, you don't really need, you know. Or at least at least just pull out. <laughs> Goddamn, like I know it might feel good. Just goddamn pull out if if you just got to do that. But I'm not. We're not doing no. Uh, we're not doing no announcements right now. So back to the regular schedule program in the rundown. Now, uh, I wanted to do one section of the show, which is the gotta know that. Now, you got anything that you want to ask me about this? Coming up NFL Championship weekend And I'm going to tell you some things That you got to know about Okay Alright Well Tell me this Well Well I am not going to say Look here Will the Patriots run game Be able to hold up Long enough for, time, for the all the pressure not to be on Tom Brady to make every play. Because I feel like yeah, they might start off running, might bust a run here, bust a run there just because. But I feel like as the game goes on, Jack Del Rio and that defense will shut down that run. Just because they don't have any premier backs. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Got to know them Patriots keep them backs on deck. No matter whether they're elite or not. Gotta know that them linebackers for the Denver Broncos ain't looking the same without Von Miller. Gotta know that pass rush ain't coming up like it need to. Gotta know that boy Phil Rivers was looking all right when they decided to go deep on them boys. And gotta know with no Chris Harris... They in trouble in the secondary because they talking about Quentin Jammer and Champ Bailey. Got to know that's a problem. Now, on top of that, got to know Tom Brady don't really care who he got on his team right now. He going to play at a championship level. And one thing I'll tell you, and then I'm going to let you go ahead and tell me what you think. Bill Belichick, I think, can outcoach John Fox. I'm going to hit you with a got to know that on that statement. Got to know that, bro. Right here on the rundown. You got to know Bill Belichick is pretty much going to outcoach everybody. Turn up. I mean, just like that. And also, I'm pretty much it. I do... I do agree on with everything you just said. You know what I'm saying? Everything you just said just made perfect sense. But you gotta know that even though Bill Belichick will outcoach anybody, that Peyton Manning has his guys on both sides of the ball so fired up, ready to get to the championship because don't forget this is where it should have been last year and you got to know that. If it wasn't, again, like you said, for that secondary letting the ball get over their head. I feel like in the AFC Championship, the Denver Broncos, you gotta know they're just as hungry as the 49ers as 
in the NFC Championship to get back to that bowl. Okay, gotta know that right there. Yeah, and, that is true. And I, I, I gotta know, I, bro, you gotta know that I, you gotta know that Peyton Manning is gonna bring more than his A game this time. I gotta know that, bro. Now, one thing else, I'm gonna tell you on top of that, you gotta know Peyton Manning really is coming out there and slaying that ball. With what, like he got four dudes on that team with ten plus touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Gotta know that's a problem. No, I think it's five, man. No, I, it might be five. It might be five. You might be right on that. that, that Don't quote me. I'm not official news. I'm just that nigga though. <laughs> I think you got Decker. You got um Welker, both Thomases, and No Shine. Gotta know that, bro. And then. I'm going to say this last thing on Denver, and then I'm going to ask you one about the next game. Got to know Peyton Manning can't wait to get after the game and put a bullet light in his mouth. <laughs> Got to know that. <laughs> oh, my like, I was hoping you wasn't going to say that. I was hoping you was not going to say that. They made that such a big deal all the way back to yesterday. <laughs> hey, bro, that shit had me dying laughing, but I'm feeling like your boy trying to get a little sneak on a. It's either the fact that that's the official NFL beer, and he doing his part, or he trying to get him a little Bud Light commercial somewhere along the line. We are gonna see about that though. Yeah, already all over the Papa John campaign. Gotta know that. <laughs> hey, gotta know somebody said Papa John look a little creepy on that bitch. <laughs> For real though, I, I don't know what's up with this, with his obsession with this with this pizza, but. I don't know. I know that damn that Paul John be hitting though. Mm-hmm. We gonna get off topic a little bit now. I don't know if you ever been up north, bro, but they got this spot called Happy Pizza up there in Michigan, bro. Pizza and wings be so good, <laughs> so motherfucking good. That nigga Nate Burleson broke his arm trying to save that pizza from falling. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, bro. I think they got one opened up on the south side. I got to find out, bro. But I'm swear, that shit do open up. I'm going to be down there every other weekend. Got to know that. All right. Now, let's talk about this San Fran game a little bit. Excuse me. San Fran at Seattle game. And let me ask you this. Tell the people what they got to know about San Francisco offense versus Seattle's offense because I feel like that is where the game will be won and lost. The defense is going to cancel each other out. The offense on San Francisco is much too explosive and Seattle lacks it. Even though Percy Harvin comes, it seems like every time he hits the ground, he's on the ground for a while. Gotta know that. Well, let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you like this. You got to know the 49ers are just as hungry as the Denver Broncos to get back to the championship. You got to know that Colin Kaepernick is wearing more than a cape right now. I'm not been more. I have been a Kaepernick believer all year long, but Kaepernick right now, he's more than Superman. You got to know with Michael Crabtree coming back to the lineup that Kaepernick feels so comfortable. He's just throwing the ball with his eyes closed. You got to know that Frank Gore is running hard behind them big linemen. And you got to know that that offense is ready. But hold on. 
you've also got to know that you have the Earl Thomas and the Richard Sherman on the other side of the ball, who I think can match up just as good. What say boom? They can match up just as good and take and take Kaepernick out the game and take a Vernon Davis mm. out the game and leave them with only, and leave them with only uh, Anquan Bolden or take Anquan Bolden out and only leave them with a uh, Mark Crabtree. You got to know that defense can do that, but on the other side of the ball, mm. you got to know. That the CLC Hawks feel like they have something to prove. You guys know that Marshawn Lynch is eating more than a regular bag of Skittles. He has a king size Skittle bag on the sideline with him right now. You've got to know that, yeah, Golden Tate might not be a big old name that you know of, you know what I'm saying? But you know that every time Russell Wilson puts the ball up, his receivers go get the ball. His receivers make Russell Wilson look so good. And you got to know that the receivers of Seattle and the corners in the defense of San Francisco match up very well. So, of course, San Francisco can probably shut them down. But I believe there's on the, on the flip side that the Seattle offense can also take off on at least on that passing game of San Francisco. You got to know that if, you, if Seattle passing game turns up on Sunday... Gotta know that. You've got to know the San Francisco 49ers are gonna be in trouble and might be sitting next to my Falcons at home while watching Super Bowl. Dude, gotta know that. Okay. But I'm feeling what you said on that. But a couple things I think you're ignoring. Gotta know that it's more to that San Francisco offense than just Michael Crabtree and Quan Bolden. You got Vernon Davis. Gotta know you got Frank Gore. And you got that offensive line. Gotta know that, bro. All I'm saying is, gotta know when the shit hit the fan and them linebackers stupid fast on that defense of Seattle, gotta know they ain't that good defending the run. Yes, that pass defense is awesome and it could be swayed by the fact that people run on them because they feel like the pass D is so awesome but gotta know that a nigga like Bruce Irvin ain't built for no run defense gotta know that they ain't stuck like that up front they got pass rushes all on that line they don't have no run stoppers you know except maybe Michael Bennett but gotta know that going into this game Russell Wilson is not playing the best football of his career gotta know that nigga slumping right now even though I believe it because the separate the separation is in the preparation and that quote on Deja Rush himself but gotta know that when it comes time for them to make a play in the fourth quarter if Russell Wilson can't do it on his own it might not happen mm. gotta that's know that right? that's another that's right okay so, uh, that was a nice little run right there, man. How you feel about that nice little quick hit section? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep involving that because, I don't know, I might throw a little something underneath that, you know, little post-production swag on there. But, uh, yeah, man, shit, we run a little long on that one. But, uh, y'all come check us out. We're going to wrap this one up at The Rundown Sports. You can find me at Seattle Main Event on Twitter. You can find him at Easy Life on Twitter. Yeah, no. You know, 
And it's pretty much the same thing throughout all the platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Google Plus, everything is everything. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Y'all subscribe on iTunes. We really need y'all support on there. Y'all come to the blog because I know right now it's a little dead and people don't want to just come for the hangout. I mean, excuse me, for the podcast. But we have the hangout coming up soon. We're going to start doing a little bit more visuals and uh, give y'all a little more content because we know what the people want and we know what they need. Uh, as always, y'all want to get in contact with us. Besides that, you can call in, leave your own take for the show, leave us a line. You know, about one minute, whatever you want to say, your team, or you disagree with something we got to say, bring it to us, man. That's 385-98-LEGO. That's L-E-G-G-O. You know, and on top of that, like I said, you can come talk whatever you want. We're here 24-7, chopping it up on the rundown with some of that A-Town sway. Now... We're going to have to get a little more friendly with the Atlanta scene on the next podcast. But uh, y'all stay, t- stay tuned. Y'all keep rolling with the rundown. We out here. Peace.